Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Remember, you can call the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast Monday through Thursday from 4.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at 720-307-7347 with your marriage questions. I'll pick up the phone. I'll respond back to your question. If you don't get me, leave a voicemail with your question, and I'll respond back to it on the next Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about four ways to stop hating your husband. No one gets married to eventually hate their partner, but it happens a lot for a variety of factors. And one of the factors that can cause this for females is a lack of emotional connection. Most women, not all, but most women desire emotional intimacy. They want to feel known. They want to feel close. They want to feel supported. And during the dating and courting phase of the relationship, their boyfriend or their partner is doing an amazing job of meeting that need. There's probably lots of time together, lots of conversation, lots of sensitivity. And because of that, the woman falls in love with her future husband. But then through the years when they're together for a while, they stop having those quality conversations. They stop having that emotional intimacy. And before long, that woman, the wife, starts to feel not known, starts to feel unsupported, starts to feel criticized instead. And then she puts up walls and starts detaching, and that leads to resentment, and eventually it can even lead to hate. So what do you do? So if you're a woman listening to this and you feel some hate in your heart toward your husband, what should you do? So I'm going to go through four steps of what you could do, and your husband's going to have to listen to this because a lot of it is things that he needs to do. So the first thing to consider to reverse these feelings of hatred toward your husband is to develop a head-heart check. All of us have a love map, and that love map inside of us is all the things we feel and think, our highs, our lows, our dreams, our fears, all these things are going on inside of us. And so this map inside of us changes. The map inside of me today of what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking and my highs and my lows is different today compared to two weeks ago, compared to two months ago, compared to two years ago. So similar to a map of any major city, So think of Denver. I live in Colorado. So if I think of Denver, the map of Denver today is completely different compared to 10 years ago, compared to 50 years ago, compared to 200 years ago, or 100 years ago. So maps of cities are always changing because new buildings get erected and new bridges get built and new highways get built. And we're the same. We're always changing. So if we don't have a method or a mechanism to stay up to date with our partner, we're going to get outdated. And that's the whole love map. Every couple needs a method on how to stay connected emotionally, to foster emotional intimacy. And that's where this method of the head-heart check comes in. So the head-heart check is a way for you and your husband to develop a regular routine of staying close 
of staying connected, of staying updated. Because it's one of the worst feelings to feel like your partner doesn't really know you. Your partner really doesn't understand you. Your partner really doesn't know what's going on for you. When that starts to happen, we detach. We distance ourselves. And that can lead to resentment and even hatred at times. So this first step is developing what I call a head-heart check. So this is a time together with your partner every day. It can be 15 minutes. It can be all the way up to an hour or more. But usually it's good to start with a small amount of time while you're learning this skill. And what you do is you sit down together with your partner around the same time every day. You turn off all your tech. All screens are off. The kids are away. They're in bed or they're doing something else so you're not distracted. And you give each other your undivided attention. You're going to face each other. You're going to look at each other in the eyes. You're going to give undivided attention. Now, once you're there, then you start the head-heart check. And the head-heart check is you're going to take turns asking each other, what's been on your head and heart? That's the question. What's been on your head and your heart? The head is everything you did throughout the day. Maybe you worked with some clients, maybe you had some meetings, maybe you did some errands. That's your head. And some couples already share that stuff because they have to to coordinate their schedules. But you start with the head, all the things you did throughout the day. The heart is everything you felt throughout the day and why. So maybe you felt some anxiety, maybe you felt some happiness, maybe you felt some anger. The top four emotional categories to consider is mad, sad, glad, and fear. Mad, sad, glad, and fear. Those are the big four. So most likely anything you felt falls underneath those four. So if you feel anxious, that would fall underneath fear. So you just take a moment and you think about what did I feel today? What was going on for me? You know, was I mad? Was I sad? Was I glad? Did I have fear? And why did I have those things? Some of us know those emotional feelings really easily and we're really in touch with ourselves. Others of us have no idea. We don't know what we felt. We definitely don't know why. And so if that's you, you might need to take some time to reflect on what were you feeling for the day and why were you possibly feeling those things before you have your head heart check. Otherwise, you won't have anything to share. And this is not a science. This is more of an art. When we're trying to think about what we felt and why we felt those things, there's really no right or wrong answer. And we may know just a slice of what we felt and why. So don't expect to be an expert or have it all figured out, because it is. It's more of an art than a science. But this is how you cultivate emotional intimacy. You spend some time reflecting on what did I feel today and why, then you have this habit where you get together and you share. You ask your partner, what was on your head and heart today? And then they share, and then they ask you, what was on your head and heart today? And then you share. And this is where you're updating the love map. You're getting to know your partner over and over every day. Because every day, they're changing, and so are you. So the second step to doing this process is no criticism is allowed during your head heart check. This is not the time to bring up a complaint to your partner. Like, oh, I was feeling mad today because I was thinking about how selfish you are. 
No, this is not the time to bring up any criticisms, any critiques toward your partner. If you do, it's going to poison the water. This needs to be an emotionally safe space where we're not going to criticize each other. We're not going to bring up complaints toward each other. We're just going to talk about our lives, my life outside of you, my work, my friends, my hobbies, and your life outside of me, your work, your friends, your hobbies. This is time for us to catch up to get to know each other again. So no criticism or complaints are allowed. If you have a criticism or a complaint that you have been struggling with with your partner, you need to set up a time to use the Reunite tool. The Reunite tool, you can find an article on it on my website. You can even Google it, search conflict resolution skills, Reunite tool, and you'll find it. That's what you need to use for all complaints and criticisms, but you're not allowed to do that during the head of heart check. You need to keep it emotionally safe. The third thing you're not allowed to do during this time is you can't give your partner any advice. Your partner doesn't want advice unless they ask you for it. You can't tell them what to do. You can't make suggestions. And I am very guilty of this. So my partner, my wife and I, when we have our head heart checks, we try to do them almost every day. I try to practice what I preach as much as I possibly can, and we do this. We do this routine. We share this head-heart check. We do this every day. We've been doing it for almost 25 years. Ever since we dated, we got in this habit of sharing our hearts and really talking every day. It's one of our strengths. We have weaknesses, but this is one of our strengths. We're good at prioritizing, updating each other on our lives. So I'm guilty during this time of listening to my wife share about her heart, and then I have to bite my tongue because all I wanna do is make suggestions and make, suggest ideas and provide some ideas and you know some solutions to what she's talking about, especially when she's venting and talking about things that are hard for her. It's so easy for me to go into fix-it mode, but that's not what she wants. And if I do that, it poisons the water. It's no longer emotionally safe because now she feels fixed. She feels like I'm trying to problem solve her. That's not what she wants. So you are not allowed to give advice to your partner unless they say, what do you think? What are your ideas? What would you do if you were in my shoes? Then you have a green light and you can provide that advice. But otherwise, you are not allowed to give any advice to your partner during the head heart checks. The fourth thing to consider during this time together to cultivate emotional closeness is you need to provide empathy. Because if you're not allowed to critique your partner, you're not allowed to give them any advice, what can you do? The only thing you can do is be supportive. And one of the top ways to be supportive is you provide empathy. When your partner is venting about what's hard for them, what they're stressed about in life, empathize. And one of the best ways to empathize is comments like this. I can see how you would feel X because of Y. Or it makes sense that you'd feel this because of that. Or that sounds really fill in the blank. Or no wonder you feel fill in the blank. Those are some really great ones. Another great empathy statement is that sucks. So empathy doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to fill up the space with a lot of words. The best combo is empathy, then silence. Empathy, then silence. That allows your partner to feel understood, to feel heard, and to have space to keep talking. 
if they want to. Now, there's going to be moments when your partner is venting and it's going to be hard for you to understand where they're coming from. And when that occurs, you have to remember to put yourself in their shoes. When they're venting, you have to consider what did they go through in their upbringing? You have to consider what were their family values and their wounds growing up? What are their values today? What are their top worries today? What are their top needs today? What are their future dreams? What is their temperament like? What are their marital needs? When you consider all those pieces about your partner, you're gonna have an easier time seeing the situation from their vantage point. It's gonna start clicking why they feel certain things. And then you can provide those empathy statements because you're actually seeing the situation from their vantage point. So therefore, it will start to make sense why they feel certain things. You will be able to see how they're feeling certain things. So never feel like you have to fake empathy, but instead it's putting yourself in their shoes, seeing it from their lens, and then empathy can be organic and sincere. So if you are struggling and you are a wife and you feel like your needs are not being met because there's not emotional intimacy in your marriage, most likely it's because there's not enough head heart check. There's not enough time to cultivate quality connection. So I encourage you to consider these four things. Again, number one, develop a head heart check. Number two, no criticism is allowed. Number three, no advice is allowed. And number four, practice empathy. I hope that you share this with your husband and that he listens to this and implements these steps. And I hope that it heals some of your need for the emotional intimacy so you can move from hating and resenting to falling back in love because you feel close. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to click the five stars and leave a review. Also, if this podcast has made a positive impact on your relationship, I would love to have you on the show so others can hear your story. Please email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And there's more resources on my website. So if you're interested in building your relationship, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it and nurture it, it will heal and grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, you will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.